0: Four, three, two, one. You're listening to Racing World, brought to you by Perspective Group. It's your motorsport podcast show in conjunction
1: with Race Control Magazine. Well, welcome to another edition of Racing World. Boy, oh, boy, didn't we get treated to a great Indy 500? The 105th running of the great race. Superb. It had it all. As always, namesake races, if you like, around the world, always deliver. And this year's Indy 500 was no different. The day started perfectly cooler temperatures than what we'd seen during the week, but a brilliant clear sky day in, in Indiana, so very fitting for the race. Great sunrise over the speedway, and it's just it just is magic when you're there. So jealous not to be there this year, but at least I can share these things with you. So what did we see this year? Well, we saw heaps. We saw this guy, Elio Castroneves come back to the table and boy did he come back. More on that a little later on. The thing of course is he becomes the fourth oldest winner in the history of the 500 but there were lots of records today. It was the fastest race in history. Why you might say? Because there weren't that many yellows and the overall race speed stayed up. There were some 35 lead changes, 13 different drivers, not a record the record was set in 2017 when there was over 90 lead changes yes the cars ran closer together we saw that at the start look how close they were packed up with each other Uh, but some of that is the new aero you know the the modifications to the under tray all sorts of little bits and pieces but these cars run close did it become a fuel strategy race I think it always is a fuel strategy race. With less yellows, then yes, it certainly does. But you can never predict those things. You just know, like any great long-distance race, they're going to happen somewhere along the line. So reviewing the race, well... It kind of settled in pretty easily early on. Dixon was very content to run in third and I think that that was fuel save mode right at that space. Uh, Renus VK quite happy to be out in front, so was Colton Herder, but Herter was probably a little bit smarter. He knew that he needed to save fuel. VK, he just enjoyed being out front and good on him. Why not? It's the Indy 500. But then Stefan Wilson had this incident in the pit lane and that really started to turn things up. Uh, no major fault of his own. You come off turn 4 at over 200 miles in hour to a 60 mile an hour pit lane uh, with cold relatively cold carbon fiber brakes because they don't get a lot of use around the speedway and he locked it up and spun it it closed the pit lane now this is where a lot of people have been saying that there were errors by the Ganassi team or whatever let's just clarify a few things the pit lane gets closed by indycar it's a rule and Will Power said in the show just a few weeks ago to us that he hates this rule, but it is what it is. So the pit lane was closed. In this instance, It was even the accident took place in pit lane, so it kind of had to happen anyway. Then seven cars in total made what they call the emergency procedure for fuel under a closed pit, which means they can come in, they can take a couple of gallons of fuel, they can do nothing else to the car, no servicing or whatever, and then when the pit lane opens, they have to come back in and do the normal service. Dixon and Rossi were two that it didn't go well for, and they must have been incredibly, incredibly low on fuel because they both had trouble with the engines actually refiring because There's no fuel in the fuel lines. So that was the first turning point of the race. severely impacted Dixon's chances on taking a race win. The next part of the race kind of just played itself out, really. There was uh, VK, Herter, um, Connor Daly. They all took turns at leading for a while. Um, Everyone was quite content to have a bit of a go for a while and then see what happens. But there was two other major things that happened. Number one, Will Power also spun in the pit lane. Same thing as Stefan Wilson but this time he got away with it, he didn't touch the wall, but that was effectively Will's race done and dusted for the day after fighting back from that 30-second starting position. And then Graham Rahill, the poor crew guy on this team, eh? Just to think, that rear wheel didn't go on properly. Next minute, a guy who was actually coming into play and into contention for the race, out of the race, gone just like that. And this emotional shot of Rahel afterwards just says it all. The race got away. But there was one little twist that came out of that Rahel accident. And that was Connor Daly. And the loose wheel that was flying around hit Daly's car fair and square. And it was being compared to kicking a football in a football game. Uh, the aero screen, without a doubt, once again proves its worth. And Daly was kind of pretty much taken out of his running contention then as well. So another one gone. And it came down then to Pato Award, Elio Castronevers, a guy playing himself into it, Simon Paginot, Uh They were kind of the main ones, and Alex Palau. And it was an old-fashioned duke-out over those last 10 laps. That's where it really came from. And in the end, we had a new fourth-time winner, in Elio Castro Neves. And the first question I asked Elio really was, was there anything to prove here? New team after all of those years at Penske, back in IndyCar pretty much as a one-off, did he have anything to prove?
2: It's not about to prove a point. I, uh, When I moved to sports car program, I uh, have to say, I learned so much. When you start racing with three different type of uh, uh, series in the same race, with different speed, you start learning how to timing, you start learning how to uh, um, uh, calculate moving uh, and pass without damage the car. So I have to say that was a, a, a great, wasn't what I wanted, no, because I want to keep going at Indy because you do lose a little bit of the timing because it's a completely different car. However, I took in a, in a, a different route. I want to keep it going. We finished with Team Penske winning the championship. With a lot of wins, it wasn't just like luck. It was a lot of wins, and then, then I I want to go back. I said I want to go back. I eager to want to go back, and uh, I did everything that, that I possibly could to go back. And I'm very fortunate that Mike and Jim said, you know what, I, I can see this on you. And uh, and it, here you go. Yeah. And so it's uh, when you when you work hard, uh, when you put all the puzzles to, puzzles together. It, it it should be a great um, a greater uh, opportunity and um and I'm so grateful for that
1: um I talked to you the other day during the Indian media conferences or well, the press day, and one of the things that I took away and I talked to a few people that that you know down this way as well was that you seemed very flat and you'd lost a very very dear friend that um, just in the recent days i uh i guess he'd be looking down on you today and be very proud of your result
2: yeah i know you're absolutely right andrea was uh an incredible person um and um definitely he rode with me uh, i put a sticker in my helmet and he rode with me and i hope uh, i do believe he uh he helped me uh pass Palou and the two laps to go and and uh hold me on so it was a it was a great day.
1: And then for our second place getter, Alex Plow. this was actually his first time racing at Indy with a crowd because, of course, last August there wasn't. Like,
3: for me, this was fully crowded today. I was on the parade lap. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm driving here. Like, um, so, yeah, hopefully we got some good photos uh, t- today um, with everybody, with all the fans, and, yeah, hopefully next year we have full capacity.
1: And then, Alex, I think probably at one stage you thought that you may have become a new first-time winner in this race.
3: I tried everything. And it hurts, but to be honest, it's it's good to lose a, against probably one of the best. Well, probably it's one of the best, probably the best. Um, um, and yeah, it's it's Elio. I, I don't know why, but he had three and why he wanted four. Like he could have <laughs> gave me one. Um, I just
1: wanted one, but um, it's okay. Then uh, a man that kind of just appeared in the framework for this race, Simon Pagano, All of a sudden he was third, just played the day out. Uh, lots of lessons learned, and Simon, you kind of just came into this game.
0: I mean, it's, it's amazing, this place. I only have so much respect for this place. I love the tension through the race and, and how much you have to let the animal inside of you come out in the last 20 laps. It's just such a – it's a feel that I've never had on any other racetracks. Um, that fight at the end, you know, being in it, even though I was third, I could smell the blood. And and I tell you what, it is, it's the best feeling in racing. You know, obviously I want to win and and it hurts to be third.
1: Then Simon, you know your former teammate better than most. What is the key to Elio around this place? I think it's a feel. He's got a feel for this place. Um, And I also feel
0: like the more you love the place, the more the place loves you back. Uh, There's something really strange about it. And, you know, all Elio thinks about is the 500. Um, You know, everybody talks about his line being different than anybody else. Um, I don't quite understand why he's running that line, to be honest with you. I've always tried to understood. Um, And no matter what year it is, what package it is, it works. Um, But he just knows what he needs. He knows what he needs from the race cars. He knows when he's going to be in the fight for the win. And, um, and he keeps it to himself, and he uses it as energy. And to me, he's been a mentor. You know, he's, I love the way he goes about racing, how he prepares. And also, um, he just lives life. He just lives life and loves it. And, and I think just he's a positive person,
1: and he always believes. Well, they were the three top place getters. But, of course, there was another place getter, and that was Rookie of the Year, and that went to Kiwi Scott McLaughlin little bit dejected at the end of the day because of the drive-through penalties that he incurred when he was really looking good for a top 10 finish. But these are lessons learned. This is what Indy's about. This is what makes you stronger. This is what makes you an Elio nevers It's go in the memory backs, come back, have another go. This is also why this race is not that easy to win. But Scott, it was a great, great performance. You know, you certainly
4: expect it from yourself. I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform it at a very high level. Um, that's probably why I'm so pissed off right now. Um, you know, it's one of those th- things where you, know, you you come here and you feel the the, the energy in the place, and and it's certainly a, it gives you you know goosebumps and wants you to you want to perform on the big stage. And you know, I felt like up until that pit stop, we were you know really solid. I felt I was saving good fuel. The car was good. Um, and, and uh, I was learning a ton. I made some pretty cool passes, which I really enjoyed. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a really good start, which was cool. I think I made it four wide, which was pretty interesting for a little bit, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, all learning experience. I'll take away these learnings and tell you what, I'll always check my brake pedal before I come into pit lane. I think I just was, I, I knew that we were semi in the front pack. You know, I, I knew where Pillow was and Alio, and they were just a couple of cars ahead of me. And Um, and I knew, I just know these races, you know, Bathurst is exactly the same. You just got to put yourself in that position. And we certainly were with the fast, fast guys. So, um, that's probably what I'm most gutted about because I felt like I positioned myself really well and it was a mistake that I don't normally make.
1: Right, well those were kind of the the major place getters, but we caught up with a few other drivers and one of those was Graham Rahill. This race was coming to Graham, there's no doubt about it. There's always lots of talk about, oh yes, you know, the race is mine, da da da. But in the end, Graham Rahill was in this race until that event happened.
4: Indy 500 number 14 in the books for me and like many others, it ends a little bit of disappointment. Today more so because I really think we had them. I think we had them today. Uh, Very green race, um, which played right into our hands uh, because we were good on one more stop, everybody else needed two. I can't tell you how bad this stings, you know, but uh, we win as a team, we lose as a team. The boys did an excellent job all month long, so we can't point any fingers. We need to keep our heads down. We gotta focus on Detroit. We're sad, we're bummed out, but we'll be all right. Uh, congrats to Elio, you know, great job Mike Shank, Jim Meyer, the whole team, congrats to
1: them. And then of course there was last year's win, Asato, he was on a bonus from Borg Warner, another 380,000 US if he'd been able to do back-to-back wins, didn't happen again, he was kind of in the equation, but he was a very happy man for Elio.
3: First of all, huge congratulations to Helio Castro that's a living legend, winning four times, it's, uh, it's incredible, uh, really great to see and share this spectacular time uh, with him, with the fans too. Um, today, the atmosphere is just incredible, same as uh, what it used to be. So, uh, very happy to see them all. Um, unfortunately, our race ending up uh, bit bitter and sour. Really a uh, tough decision to go through the uh, final stint to save the fuel we had to rely on to the something miracle for the yellow, which uh, it didn't happen. Um, before that, uh, we were P6, P7, right on the... Uh, actually, just behind Helio, so uh, it would have been nice to, to race hard, but um, the team tried to really hard to pull the win, and um, today wasn't the day, so it's a huge disappointment, of course, but... Um, we, meet, we need to learn and we move on, and um, once again, a big congrats to the Helio.
1: And continuing our roundup of people that we caught up with after the race, the man behind Ed Carpenter Racing, Ed Carpenter himself, had three cars in there including himself, uh, VK and Daly. they they all pretty much led at one stage or another, but Ed, it was a great performance for the team overall, as a team.
4: Kind of a crazy day, I made a rookie mistake, first stop, stalled the car somehow, and done that in a while, so. Dug ourselves a hole, but the ACR boys, Sonics, number 20 Chevrolet guys, they kicked ass today in the pits with the strategy. Um, I only like passed a couple cars to get back up to fifth. So this one's, this one's, all them. Um, car, the car was good. It was just tough, really tough, deep in the pack. Um, but it was great to be able to get back to the, to the fight at the end and uh, get back in the top five. So from how it looked early on, to come out of here with the top five. Isn't a, isn't a bad day at
1: all. And then the man that I kind of had as a little bit of a dark horse in this race, Sebastian Balday, driving for AJ Foyt. I just thought somehow along the line, maybe something would come into play courtesy of AJ and all those things. But it didn't. But Seb was there, thereabouts, but not really in the hunt overall. Yeah,
3: not our not day today for the uh, Rocket Chevrolet number 14. Uh, obviously, uh, get out it, get it of that shot, starting 27. is never really a. Uh, made a huge leaps for us but we seem to be gaining some positions and then at the end of the day uh, 80 laps to go uh, we decided to try the, the fuel strategy and make it on one more stop from there uh, unfortunately we just uh, came up short and had to make a splash and uh, Gave up a bunch of positions, but uh, you know, at least the guys tried something, and uh, we'll move on to Detroit and try and make it up in there.
1: Well, that pretty much wraps up another show. That is the Indy 500, the 105th running for it. It's now changed the championship completely. Alex Palau now leads it, 36 points further behind as Dixon, one point behind him. Pato awards the whole thing's kind of got thrown up in the air a little bit. Doubleheader next at Detroit. Only a 90-minute practice session, then straight into qualifying. Than the two back to back races over two days on an ultra bumpy circuit, ultra demanding. This is the halfway point in the series. This is where we will see the championship start to shape itself out. It will be another fantastic IndyCar event. Very short time to turn these cars around, so it's just all on. And of course, with Michael Shank Racing taking out their very first race win ever, what a great place to do it! Elio winning the race, he becomes yet another first-time winner this season in terms of drivers that have taken a race win. We have had no driver win two races yet this season. So after Detroit, maybe that'll be a bit different. Maybe it won't, we'll have to wait and see. I think all in all it was a great 500, it had plenty of moments, it went through in a blink of an eye, it was fantastic to see some fans back there, jealous of those, that's for sure, because would love to have been there. Uh, I can't thank the late Larry Rice enough for, in 1996, showing me around the place, it's been my life since then, I thank you, thank you Willie Kay for introducing me to Larry Rice, you guys played a very important part in uh, my... Addiction to the 500 and everything that it means and I do understand it. If you've never been to the 500 before, you've got to go. So start saving those pennies now because by 2022, there will be a full crowd there. We will be COVID free and we'll be able to enjoy the 500 for what it really is. I thank you again for watching Racing World. We really enjoy making this show for you. Don't forget, share, like, and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, and, of course, watch us on YouTube. To everyone associated with the show, thank you. To IndyCar, thank you for all you've done for us over the month of May. Can't wait for Detroit. It's only six days away.